Japanese schools outlaw ponytails because they excite the boys. The state of Wyoming has a new app for claiming roadkill. And a Texas man won a lot of money suing telemarketers over robocalls. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I got some weird stories from around the place today, and I'm glad you're here with me. Let's see if we can make them funny. At least we'll learn something. It's pretty weird, I think. Japanese schools prohibit ponytails, stating that they sexually excite the boys. According to a poll conducted in Japan, one out of every 10 schools had banned the ponytail haircut because it excited the boys. Specifically, they say, the nape of a woman's neck will cause male pupils to become sexually stimulated. <laughs> Man, I got news for you. At that age, everything causes a boy to become sexually stimulated. I mean, if the wind blows correctly, it gets them stimulated. And I, I know I experienced these things. I was 13 years old at one point and everything excited me. Everything about a woman excited me. Whether I could see the nape of her neck or not, I have an imagination. We all do. And they're very active in the teenage years. So, I mean, you can take away a certain haircut all you want, but the bottom line is boys... Like girls, long hair, short hair, straight hair, ponytail, pigtail, some awful bob haircut. It doesn't matter, man. At that age, we're just on it. We're on it. Now, they interviewed a, a former middle school teacher named Matoki who says, well, of course, the administration is very worried that the boys will look at the girls, which is similar to the reasoning you know, with this whole ponytail thing. It's just like the white-only underwear color rule that they have. I've always criticized these rules at the schools, but, but because there's such a lack of criticism, it's become very normalized. Students have no choice but to accept all of these rules. Uh, it says here, Matoki taught for over 10 years at five different schools, all of which had banned the ponytail. Other school standards control the color of children's socks, the length of their skirts, even the form of their eyebrows, their eyebrow forms. <laughs> okay. They're not allowed to do things such as tint their hair. It must be black and straight. Uh, and if it's not, they'll have to show proof that this is their natural color or their natural hairstyle. <laughs> uh, now, Matoki says that there are certain rules that are pretty inconsistent. Certain schools permit short haircuts that display the nape of the neck anyhow, but ban the ponytail. So, <laughs> of course, this is what you get when you get top-down administration. Mitoki claims that many of the restrictions are unreasonable, misogynistic, and inhibit self-expression in general. Yeah, of course they prohibit self-expression. In Japan, there's a lot of pressure to... You sort of toe the line. You see very little complete self-expression. Tattoos are rare, as a matter of fact. And now we have a little history here. This, these school laws, known as Baraku Soku, or Black Rules, stretch back all the way to the 1870s. They were very rigorous at first, but as time passed, they began to relax. They still want to make sure that everyone is the same. That's the thing. They want everybody to be the same and uniform. Parents and students urged the Japanese government in June to amend these school rules across the country, but few schools have seen many changes at all. Um, students have objected, of course. Uh, students want to wear other colors. Students want other haircuts. 
No doubt they're influenced by the styles of the West as well. And now that we have smartphones, everybody can see what's going on in other parts of the world. We can, we're very exposed to different senses of fashion, senses of style, other cultures. And so now you're going to tell all the kids not to emulate any of that? Yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare situation. I'm just, at times like this, I'm very grateful that I grew up in the U.S., although the public school system that I went to wasn't so great. Um, I didn't get a very good education. Uh, at least I was allowed to, you know, wear, I don't know if I wanted to wear a Noma Garcia Para jersey to school. I could wear a Noma Garcia Para jersey to school. And I did. I wore a Noma jersey. Dude, a wicked cool Noma jersey, bro. Yeah, I know. It's Noma. Do you guys know who Noma is? <laughs> the state of Wyoming has a new app for claiming your roadkill. Road to table. Have you guys eaten roadkill before? I'm not against it. I'd try it. Depends on what it is. I'm not going to eat a skunk. I can tell you that. I don't like them. I don't like them one bit. I don't like how after you hit them with your car, your car smells like a skunk for two months afterward. I don't like that either. You ever been sprayed by a skunk? My uncle was sprayed by a skunk on Christmas Eve. I'll never forget it. And we did not allow him to spend Christmas Day with us. He was banned because he smelled like a skunk. Can't have a smunk, skunk smelling uncle on Christmas Day. It really brings down the Christmas morale. <laughs> okay, okay. The aroma of sizzling meat and melted butter wafts from a cast iron pan while Mr. Jaden Bales cooks up a piece of road meat. It's a mule deer that was hit by a car just down the road from where he lives in a cotton in a cottonwood grove beneath the craggy Wind River Range. You guys know how it is. Ooh, the Wind River Range. I'm giving you sound effects, guys. I'm putting you in the moment. Ooh, the sizzling of the mule deer in the pan with butter. Doesn't that sound delicious, guys? Who wants to eat some deer? Ooh, I'm starving. Now, it should be known, Jaden didn't shoot this deer himself. He claimed it. Thanks to a new state of Wyoming mobile app that's he helping get the meat from animals killed in fender benders from the road to the table and in the process making roads a lot safer for the critters. The state wildlife and highway officials in Wyoming rolled out this app, the first of its kind in the U.S. this winter when Wyoming joined the 30 or so states that now allow people in the U.S. to collect roadkill for food. This particular delicious mule deer that Jaden was fixing up in his kitchen was killed while crossing U.S. 287 South on the morning of President's Day by Marta Casey, who was on her way in her Subaru to go snowboarding. Well, uh, I don't know if she made it. It says here Marta hadn't been snowboarding in years. She settled in Wyoming a year ago, in case you want her history. She didn't, uh, she didn't realize what she was in for when she decided to experience some rural living. Here's a quote from Marta about slamming into the deer that morning. I tried to slow down. I tried to get around it. I did. It's really surprised me. I've been driving my whole life. I never, never had a deer jump in front of me. It was very... Yeah. That's the end of the quote from Marta. Thanks, Marta. Uh, she's clearly shooken up by the whole experience. After she injured the deer, a highway patrol trooper promised to shoot it. Uh, and then uh, Marta remembered about an app that she heard about. and uh, So she put the doe on there. She entered the species, verified that it wasn't killed illegally, when and where it was killed. Next, next thing she knew, Jaden hauled the doe home in his pickup truck. Isn't that amazing? 
This roadkill feature in the Wyoming State Department of Transportation app allows people to quickly claim accidentally killed deer, elk, moose, wild bison, wild turkey, skunk, muskrat, very small rats, the occasional hummingbird, and even babies that are struck in the road. Just kidding about half of those. (laughs) It's a joke, guys. Come on. No, I don't condone running over babies, obviously. Yeah. Okay, you um, apparently you uh, you document the animal and uh, you put it out there, and then someone can come and grab it. And I'm trying to get some more information here. This is fascinating. Uh, I don't think this exists in California. Uh, the roadkill that we have in Cali, though, I don't think really is edible. It's a lot of um, well, it's very skinny coyotes and whatnot. We don't have full size deer. Although it's possible up north. Now, another purpose of this app is to help people follow the rules for safety reasons. Roadkill in Wyoming may not be collected after dark along interstate highways or in construction zones. Um, National parks such as Yellowstone and Grand Teton are also are off limits for roadkill retrieval. Unlike in other states such as Alaska, roadkill meat in Wyoming can't be donated to anybody either, including charities. The whole carcass must be retrieved, not just the antlers or hide. In Oregon, which or Oregon, my bad, which allows people to claim roadkill with an online form, people must surrender the head and antlers to wildlife authorities within five days. But in Wyoming, the whole animal uh, can be picked up. Well, that's lovely. You don't have to cut off the head. You can just have someone get the whole thing because that's good. That's that's going to be time consuming and probably very disgusting. I wouldn't want to cut the head off any animal, really. It's, uh, that's not really in my skill set. I don't think my stomach could take it. The Wyoming Roadkill app helps to collect data as well by geotagging roadkill with their phones and documenting the species. App users will contribute to the data that help Wyoming wildlife biologists and highway officials decide where to install wildlife crossing signs and other ways of reducing critter deaths. This is very helpful because Wyoming is famous for its abundant wildlife and big game migration routes that are among the longest in North America, from keeping roadsides mowed to installing warning signs, animal crossing signs, and multi-million dollar wildlife underpasses along these migration routes, Wyoming officials have been trying to reduce the at least 6,000 animals killed on the state's roads each year. Now, as for Jaden and his deer, after cutting it up, he sliced the heart and ate it fried in observance of a tradition that he grew up with as an avid hunter. From there, he carved off roasts and steaks and smaller bits destined for grinding up like hamburger. And he even shared some with the snowboarder that hit that deer, Marta. It's a lovely story about roadkill. It's hard to find a lovely story embedded in a roadkill anecdote, isn't it? And now I await the angry emails from all the vegans that listen to this show. Funnyjones at gmail.com. <laughs> 646-450-2012. <laughs> a man sued and won $75,000 after tracking down telemarketers. I hate telemarketers. They're ubiquitous these days, man. They have special tools. Sometimes they call you with area codes that you're very familiar with. No longer the 888 numbers, the 800 numbers. Get very tricked. I see a 617 number. I'm like, oh, an old friend from Boston's calling. Nope. Somebody's calling about my car warranty again. I hate those car warranty robocalls. What the heck, man? Hey, look it. 
If you can't cancel student debt, Biden, can you at least cancel these robocalls? Can someone do something about this in the administration? My goodness. Now, the star of this story is someone named Dan. He's from Texas. He's a financial accountant who splits his time between Dallas and Austin. He's won $75,000 total in court decisions since launching an effort to find and sue the companies behind these intrusive telemarketing calls. Here's a quote from Dan. Well, you know, I probably get in any given day 10 calls on average. I counted, I counted one day, I got 24, 24 calls that day. Didn't like it. Now, Dan tried to cut down on the calls. He listed his number on the National Do Not Call Registry. Yeah, I put my number on there. That doesn't do shit. When the calls persisted, he contacted the Better Business Bureau. Oh, good luck with that, Dan. That doesn't work. He even contacted the Federal Trade Commission, filed complaints. None of this stuff ever works, right? But it says here, according to the Federal Trade Commission, quote, companies that illegally call numbers on the National Do Not Call Registry or place an illegal robocall can be fined up to $43,000 per call. Huh. Who knew? Well, Dan's got a lawyer mind. He began to identify and file lawsuits against these telemarketing firms who contacted him in violation of what's called the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which states marketers, quote, must obtain prior express written consent before robocalling potential customers. They have to get written consent from us. No one's ever given them written consent, ever. Who would? You're out of your mind if you give them written consent. You would never do that. Nor would you give them verbal consent. I will gladly give them a verbal piss off, but that's about it. Now, this guy, Dan, has been very busy. He filed 50 lawsuits in small business court seeking redress over illegal robo-dialing. Unbelievable. Many of his early attempts failed, but eventually he began to win decisions that resulted in thousands of dollars in penalties for the offending companies. Here's some more Dan quote. Well, you know, if people knew how to push back and started doing so, we could make this kind of endless spam unaffordable for the people who are doing it. The hope is that there's enough of us who stand up, who start pushing back against these companies, that it becomes more expensive for the companies to negligently hire these telemarketers and participate in this tele- these telemarketing practices, which we all do not like. And that's the end of the article. And it is very eye-opening, and it makes me happy to know that a consumer fought back and actually, you know, won and made it a headache for these companies. And I think we all should consider doing this. If we all got together, we could end these calls, couldn't we? Well, it's a dream we should have anyways. I mean, I'm not going to hire a lawyer to do it, but if Dan could just lay out some simple steps on how to fight these companies, how to file a lawsuit against them, I would consider it. Um, these calls are very annoying and I have a little bit of time on my hands. Uh, well, if any of you happen to be a lawyer and you know how to do such things, please reach out to me. I'd be fascinated, uh, to learn what the procedure is. Then maybe I'll post it somewhere. So all the weirdos can learn this, what to do here. It's called fighting the power guys. It's called raging against the machine. Also known as killing in the name of. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, Thanks for making it all the way through another episode of Weird AF News. Thanks for joining me. Uh, You have a lot of podcasts in your player, no doubt. And uh, you hit play on mine. So I just want you to know, I appreciate that. There's a lot of choices out there. So I appreciate you rolling with Weird AF News today. And once again, 
I forgot to say uh, yesterday, I had a lot of calls I, that I published at the end. I forgot to warn you about that. And I want to give a shout out to those of you who called. I appreciate all the calls as always. Uh, you can always reach out to me, 646-450-2012 if you'd like to express yourself. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, but you don't have any money because of inflation right now, uh, just consider telling a friend about Weird AF News. I think uh, word of mouth is the best way of spreading just about anything these days, it seems. Uh, you know, people trust you. And they might ask, hey, what are you listening to these days? Hey, just say, hey, give Weird AF News a shot. Well, now it's not for everybody, as the Amazon reviews can attest to. But, you know, some people give it a shot and they it resonates with them. They like it and they keep listening every day. So eventually they make it part of their daily news roundup. Roundup? Rotary. The rot- their, their rotation. Their daily news rotation. Their daily news rotisserie? Is that right? Rotisserie? I can't find the right word. Who said I was good with words? I didn't say that. Does it say that up top that this guy's good with words? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, you guys are fantastic. I appreciate all of you. um, And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.